Glory to God. All right. So today um, I'm teaching on <laughs> very interesting. Loving fasting with all your heart. As for this uh, title, the Lord did not give it to me. But as Paul said, this is my own commandment. And I titled it this way because of um, today being Vows Day. Okay. I was actually preparing a teaching on relationship and marriage because today is Vows Day. But whilst I was preparing, the Lord asked me, did I tell you to preach about relationship? And I said to myself, um, but I thought as vows day, everybody's preaching about relationship. He didn't reply again. And when the Lord doesn't reply, you know the answer. So I knew that this teaching on fasting is so crucial to the heart of God. Okay, so... Um, I'm teaching on loving fasting with all your heart or you can title it loving fasting with all thine heart all thine heart now you need to follow this short teaching because it will help you and when we close please in the course of the week visit our podcast listen to these teachings over and over you don't listen to just one teaching and be established in it if you want to be established in something you got to go over and over just have to download um, Anchor or Google Podcast on your Play Store you can be able to listen to our teachings, there are people all over the world listening to our teachings, we have over 16 countries listening to our teachings praise God what God is doing in the ministry is bigger than these four corners telling you. So don't let outsiders benefit from it whilst you are missing. Now, you got to know these points very critically. There are two kinds of pain. There are two kinds of pain in the world. The first kind of pain is what we call the pain of discipline. Please, anytime you're coming for service like this, make sure you come with three things. Number one, your notebook. Number two, your um, Bible. And then number three, your offering. Three things you should come to church with. All right. So number one, we have the pain of discipline. And number two, we have the pain of regret. Number one, the pain of discipline. Number two, the pain of regret. Now, it's very important to note these two pains because both pain is a price you pay. Are you following this? If you don't pay the price of one, you will surely pay the price of the other. Are you seeing this? Now, let me give you a very practical example. You are taken to school to go and study and um, there are two kinds of pain you are going to face. 
The first pain is either you choose to suffer the pain of discipline by putting your bath down to study throughout the night whilst your friends are sleeping. You go through your notes, you check the internet to see extra notes. It will cost you your bundle. It will cost you your time. It will cost you your um, football game. It will cost you Chelsea and Manchester. It will cost you, it's a discipline. We call that the pain of discipline. If you, if you are able to go through that, you are going to enjoy what we call success or victory or a good result. But you see, if you don't study and then you mess around your life, what is going to happen at the end, at the end of the day is that you're going to get bad grades and then you're going to fail as a student. Now, that pain is also very embarrassing because now when you see those um, who are going to ask you the results, you start hiding from them. You know, when you finish GSS, and then they ask you, uh, and then they ask you, have you checked your grade? He said, no. You have checked the grade already. But it didn't go well. You know, when it goes well, you are just working for everybody to see. You just want somebody to just ask you, what was your grade? He said, oh, 07, oh, 06. You know, when nobody has called you, you'll be walking around. Oh, thank God for a successful exam. So nobody has called you. But when you fail, you're always indoors. It's as though you are praying. You don't have a prayer life. You are just mourning on the inside. Praise God. So, you see, in uh, um, any of these, you face one of these two pains in life. If you fail to pay the price in the pain of prayer, you, you, you one day pay that price in regret. It's the same with fasting. So, if you fail to pay the price of fasting, you may have the regrets that comes when people fail to discipline their spiritual life. And this is very practical. So I want to repeat this because it's very important for this teaching. There are two kinds of pain in the world. The pain of discipline and the pain of regret. You will go through pain when you are disciplining yourself. You will go through pain when you are developing your spiritual life. It's not easy to wake up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. to pray and read your Bible. It's not easy to fast from 6 to 2, 6 to 3, 6 to 5, 6 to 6, or even 24 hours or 3 days on water. It's not easy. But you see, the good news is that in both pains, the results are clear and evident. Everybody will see the results at the end of the day. Are you seeing that? You know, it's funny when people want to please men when it comes to fasting. The problem of many of us is that we want to please people what if people see me and I've slimmed down? You see, a man who is desperate does not care. You don't understand this thing. You are not desperate. You don't know what you are looking for. If you know what you are looking for, you don't care what people will say about you. Look at how I'm looking. You think I care? You, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know. I just don't care what people think about me. Some of my pastor friends are sending messages. Is this prophet okay? Why is it by force? Is it by force to fast 40 days? Is it by force? You don't know. I don't, I don't give a damn. But soon when they see results, they'll give a damn. And they will surely see the results because the results will be open to all. Are you seeing this? So, you, oh, what if people will say I'm, I'm slim? What if people will say that ah, I've changed? Human beings will always say new things about your life. Get used to humans. When you're slim, they'll say you're too slim. When you get fat, they'll say you are bloating. 
Are you following this thing? When you are dark, they say you are too dark. When you pour your body small, they say, why? Upon the too much. Why? You know, human beings are like that. You can't please anybody. People always have things to say about you. So do as you are led when it comes to spiritual things. Without caring what people will say about your life. Are you following this thing? I remember when I was launching five books at the go. I heard a lot of pastors saying that ah, this guy, why is he rushing? Why is he rushing? Young guy that you have started ministry, you are launching five books. Who is going to pay that books? When I finished, they, they said, Oh, congratulations, you have done very well. We believed in you. We believed in you. Those who said I was rushing, now we're congratulating me. And out of those books, by then, at that time I had not written 19 books yet. By then, it was one out of that book that caught the eyes of a pastor that brought me to India. And I preached in close to 15 churches within two months. So the first time I stayed there for about almost three weeks, the second time I stayed there for a whole month because I went to five different states, just one book. So what if I listened to them and that particular book out of the five, I did not release it. When I went to India, they printed thousands of copies of that same five books free of charge on my behalf. I didn't pay anything. What if I didn't do it? Are you seeing this? So listen, if you are going through pain to make things happen in your spiritual life, you, you have to get to a place where you don't give a damn about anybody. People say you are acting too spiritual. People say you, you, it looks like you are taking, you know, people will always resist you. I'm telling you. Are you following this? Now, let's continue. Every sickness is motivated by two main things. Every sickness is motivated by two main things. Or if I should say, because I'm not a doctor, I have to be careful of my language. About 90% of diseases are stirred or caused by two main things. Number one is food. When I talk of food, I'm not saying food is evil. What I'm saying is that wrong choice of food, bad eating times, bad eating habits, and overeating. So when I say food, that's what I mean. So number one is food. Number two is demons. 90% of sicknesses are caused by two main things. Number one is food. Number two is what? Demons. If you are sick today, it's one of them. There are people who are sick when they go to the hospital and they scan them. They don't see any disease. Then you know that a fear for has visited you. We call them Atame. <laughs> Atame have visited you from uh, your hometown. Hallelujah. So you see, you when we talk of fasting, it is one of the greatest gifts God can give to a man to keep himself in shape. Both spiritually, psychologically, mentally, and physically. And those of you who love eating pizza every two weeks, thinking it's a sign of wealth. I have an advice for you. 
It takes close to two months for pizza to digest in your body. So, imagine you took pizza a week and then the next two weeks you took another pizza. Then you added coke which has 16 cubes of sugar in it. By the time you wake up the next morning, your life has reduced. <laughs> your life has reduced. And you think it's a sign of wealth because you're holding the pizza bowl. I eat pizza and I'll eat pizza for the rest of my life. But at least when you are done taking that pizza, you need to wait about two months before you go and take that pizza again. Because it takes... No, just look at the combination. You know, you see there, they give you the paper and then you say, you want meat deluxe. You want multi... Is it multi-fruita or multi... <laughs> what do you call it? The one that has all the combinations there. Sausage. You know, you order with sausage, with meat, with beef. Because you want variety. Then, you, this is the most damaging thing. Extra cheese. 15 Ghana cities. Now, Guess what all these things are doing to the body? Let me give you an example. When you take fresh bread, okay, try squeezing the fresh bread very hard, okay, and open your palms. You see how the bread looks, how thick it is. That's how the pizza bread looks when it enters into your system. And it becomes very difficult for the body to digest it. So, if the body is not able to digest it, it keeps it in the lineries of your intestines. Then they are there. After years without exercise, without doing anything profitable that will help the body, they begin to rot inside the system. And that's what has been causing a lot of these diseases people are going through. Diabetes and all that. And you see, because of a lot of greed on our side, when we are even chewing, like let's say pizza for example, because we are in a hurry to take the next bite so that the other person who is on the table will not take all the bites, you don't take your time to masticate or chew the pizza very well. And you just put the rest of the beef and all that straight into the system. And many don't know that if you are chewing, especially meat, you will have to chew it until it becomes milk before you swallow it. So that it helps in your stomach digestive system. And many of you are putting pressure on the system because you don't take your time to chew the meat. You are in a hurry to chew the next meat. I'm helping somebody today. Then it enters the system because it was not well chewed. You have given the stomach more job to do. You have given the lungs more job to do and you have given the intestines and then the kidneys more work to do. Beloved, if you can learn how to fast, gastric acids which are produced naturally from the body will just come out and burn all those things in the lineries and you'll be free. So, fasting is medicine without charge. And for your information, every medicine, most medicines are bitter. So, if you are fasting, just take it as one of your medications. If you don't want to take chloroquine, take fasting queen. <laughs> Praise God. Mm. I know I'm teaching good. 
Hallelujah. So you see, you, you, you need to understand something about this Christian work. What you esteem the highest in your heart is what you worship. You know, many of you or profess by your mouth that I am worshiping God. Worshiping God is beyond your lips. Many of you are giving God lip service. The Bible says they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. Worshiping God is not by appearance, it's by heart. So you see, what you esteem the highest in your heart is what you worship. So if you if you can't occasionally leave food, TV, social media, or anything that takes most of your time for the purpose of seeking God and getting to know him more, that thing that you can't stop has become your God. It has become your object of worship. It's that simple. And many of you won't acknowledge it, but you worship other things apart from God. Oh, I'm telling you. And you got to watch that. One of the easiest way of proving you want to worship God is by fasting. I'm telling you. In Acts 13 too, the Bible says, and they, as they began to minister to the Lord and fasted, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. So, uh, you see, fasting and ministering to the Lord move together. So, worship and fasting are identical. Are you following this? You also got to understand that whatever religion you find yourself, fasting motivates and stirs the power of who you serve in your life. In every religion anybody belongs, fasting motivates and stirs the power of who you serve in your life. So if a Muslim is fasting, whichever power is backing him, he's stirring and motivating that power. He's motivating the God behind his belief. If a Hindu man is fasting, the demon behind that worship is empowered or empowers him much more. You, so you got to understand that when you are fasting, you are motivating something. You are motivating a being outside and inside you. Islam is one of the fastest growing religions in the world today. And it's believed that after some few years to come, they are going to take over the world population. And guess what? They fast. Even witches fast. No, this should shock you. Occults fast. You can go and find out if you know a witch in your area. Witches fast. Occults fast. Ask yourself, these guys don't believe in Jesus Christ. Why do they fast? There is something about fasting. If you ask any witch, when they find a believer who fasts, they can't watch the believer's face. Ask any witch. <laughs> you just look at your neighbor and just descend by the spirit to find out which spirit is so pretty. <laughs>
Praise God. I said, if you ask a witch, they will tell you they can't look at the face of a believer who fasts. You know why? Be- because his face be- begins to glow. And when we are looking at the benefits of fasting, I'll tell you the mechanics behind it. The Bible says your light shall break forth. There is a light and a glow that comes upon you when you begin to fast. It's undeniable. I'll go ahead of myself. Remember Jesus in fasting and prayer. One time he went to the mountaintop. And guess what? He began to shine and his clothes and his face and his countenance became as bright as the sun. Now, Jesus had that glory within. But the disciples didn't see. So, he had to open their eyes to see physically what was already within. So, it is not just for Jesus. There is a light. There is a glory that begins to brighten in us when we begin to fast. And demons will recognize it. And this is a serious matter I'm sharing with you. You've not seen a witch or uh, a demon-possessed person who challenges believers who don't have fire. You've not seen one before. Who just don't respect believers? Ah, ah, aren't demons supposed to respect us? But they don't respect every Christian. There are people they don't respect. Why would they say, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? Ah, if a, if a demon can say that, that means they can recognize people by ranking. Aren't we all seated with Christ? But we all not experience the effect of that position in our lives. Am I teaching good here? There was one time, a demon was being cast out and they were having problems. And they called one prophet in the church to come and take over. And they thought once he's a prophet, everything will be fine. The prophet came, he passed around and said, go back, go back. Come out in the name of Jesus. And the demon put his hand on the waist. And look at him. He said, you this small boy who doesn't respect your wife. You don't take care of home. You this prophet that sleeps with women. You are coming to cast me out. Boy, yeah. Ehwana, prophet na advising him because the embarrassment that is coming, no, and more she, and was like in the name, in the name, he received the passing through anointing, and then he passed through, and then he, he vanished from the system. He said he's late, he's going somewhere. I thought he's a Christian. You can see, demons don't respect clerical. They don't respect knowledge. They respect anointing. Did you understand what I said? I need to say this for you to understand certain technicalities in the spirit. I saw a video of uh, a deliverance session that we were doing in one church. The, the, The pastor who was doing the deliverance service. The demon was not going. He was forcing himself. The demon was not going. He was still forcing the thing. And the demon rose up from the floor. The demon first gave the pastor a slap. He punched the pastor. And the pastor began running. The demon chased the pastor out of the church. The head pastor of the church. The demon chased the pastor out of the church. And the demon took over the church service. 
this is what happens when you don't fast and pray. <laughs> See, if you are full of light, a demon can slap you. I'm telling you the truth. Because it understands authority. There's a difference between power and authority. A policeman who is wearing his police attire is an authority. His gun is his power. When a policeman stops a car, he did not use his power because the gun has not been removed. He used what? Badge. Authority. Demons understand authority. So, there are things you don't waste power on. You just use authority. telling you and one of the things that releases that glory is fasting you may not see a single vision but something is taking place you may not even feel anointed but keep fasting and that's how it is so you may be tricked you know these 40 days I'm sure some of you are disappointed in yourself because maybe me sometimes I'm disappointed because the kind of things I'm expecting to experience I'm not experiencing it Sometimes I'm, I'm expecting Jesus to walk in the room. <laughs> because I hear A.A. howling and the rest, they were like, Jesus walk in the room. So I'll close my eyes in the room alone, put up the light, and sometimes I'll see some light. I realize that it was the security officer's touchlight. And I said, I'm going to see some light. I thought it was Jesus. It was a touchlight. So sometimes you will be disappointed. I'm telling you, you will be disappointed. You will feel empty after the fast. Never doubt it. Something has taken place. You know, God said to Daniel, from the day, the first day you decided to seek me, that first day, so the very day you decided to fast, something began. Never doubt it. Don't feel like you should fall down. Don't feel like you should shake. Don't expect anything spectacular but something is going on in the spirit i'm telling you you are building up momentum it's an atomic force you are building without knowing that's how can we walk by faith and not by sight we don't use our sensory perceptions to determine the outcome of the spiritual experience i love this thing so something is happening to you on the outside you are sleeping the bible says though the outward man perishes yet the inward man is renewed day by day so there is a renewal taking place in your spirit. I'm telling you, never doubt it. Something's happening. A man of God, after one of the 40 days fast, he went to a conference. He prayed for a certain blind woman during a conference. In fact, there were so many miracles. There was a certain blind woman that he was praying for. All the blind women, he prayed for them. Nothing was taking place. So he prayed for the woman. The next one, the woman came blind. He prayed for the woman again. The next one, the, the woman came blind. He prayed for the woman again. The next one, the woman came blind. He prayed for the woman again. The next one, the woman came blind. It was a, like five days, five days conference. The last day conference, the woman came for the evening session. He prayed for the woman. The woman began to see. And he did not understand that mechanism. Until one day in a fast, he fell into a trance and the Lord showed him the spiritual mechanism of what happened that day. You see, God deals with things differently. Not knowing the demon that caused the blindness was a spirit of an octopus. And an octopus, you know, has many legs. So when he came for the meeting and he prayed once, one of the legs was taken off. 
The next morning, the, when he prayed again, the next leg was taken off. The next morning, when he prayed, one of the legs of the octopus was taken off. The next morning, one was taken off. The next one, one was taken off. The fifth day, the octopus, all the hands were removed and the octopus vanished. Then the woman received the sight. So you never doubt anything you are doing. Never doubt it. Praise God. If you pray for somebody with headache, their headache didn't go, pray for the person again. Hallelujah. I'm helping somebody here. So, like I said, demons don't respect clerical. They don't respect title. They don't respect your ordination. They don't respect your knowledge. So, you know, knowledge is power, yet knowledge is relative. The fact that you have known that not, does not mean that it is automatic. No. Knowledge must be backed with a consistent life of fasting and prayer. Please write this down. Knowledge must be backed with a consistent life of prayer and fasting. This is what makes you powerful. Yes, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. There are people who know the truth. They are struggling. I'm telling you the truth. There are people who know that though he was rich yet for our sake, he became poor, that we through his poverty might become rich. But they are experiencing setbacks in their finances. Don't they know the truth? They know. But you see, you need to understand that knowledge is power, yet knowledge is relative. You need to back your knowledge with a consistent prayer and fasting life. Because this world has not fully yet been taken over by God. We have the God of this age who is ruling temporarily in the systems of the world. Whether you like it or not. For the devil to tell Jesus, worship me and I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth. And Jesus did not say a word. Jesus did not say a word. That means Jesus understood that there are systems that the devil controls. He controls the heart of men without Christ. So these are technicalities in the spirit. You don't just say you have knowledge. No. That knowledge must be saturated with power. That's why a preacher can preach and shout and nothing will take place and a preacher can teach without shouting and something is happening in the hearts of people the difference is prayer and fasting and of course there are people in this generation who don't believe in demons again they don't believe in demons they say if you have knowledge demons are nothing bro The apostle Paul, who told us all the revelations about who we are in Christ, he said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He didn't say we fight. He didn't say we box. Fighting and boxing has an end. The only time wrestling comes to an end is when one gives up. So he uses the word wrestling. So the rules of engagement in boxing are different from wrestling. In wrestling, one must be subjugated until he says, until the country, until he gives up and doesn't rise up. If one does not give up, it will go on the whole day. Are you following this? So he used the word we wrestle. That means this wrestling is between powers. He says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. If you find your wife has changed, it is not normal. 
If you find out your husband has changed, it's not normal. If you find out your sisters and your brothers have changed, it's not normal. If you find out your parents are behaving in a very strange way, it's not normal. So we, we must begin to discern things from the spirit. So he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So he's saying, don't use sensory perceptions. Why is my sister behaving this way? Why is my brother behaving this way? You are using sensory perceptions. The Bible has told us we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, that means if you see strange happenings, you must see a principality behind it. Every strange demonic occurrence is orchestrated by spiritual powers. And the words that was used in Ephesians 6 are not small words. He says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. He says powers. So if, if you hear that someone's nickname is power, what does he mean? That means that guy has... Then he says, rulers of the darkness. They are rulers who orchestrate dark things. You don't get this thing. Of this world. Against spiritual weak, wickedness. So every act of wickedness, where you see people who are inhuman, when you see people taking the life of others without a cause, you see people beheading people as if they don't have spirits and souls in them. Without showing mercy to people. You see armed robbers who kill innocent people. Who kill someone's husband and rape their wife. In front of their children. Watching them. You think it is normal? There are powers behind all these activities. Your son who is a good boy just goes to SS. All of a sudden he's smoking weed. You think it's, it's normal? Many of us are going to become parents and many of us are parents now. Our children are going to grow. You have to soak your children in prayer every single time. I've heard testimonies of how the prayer lives of parents save their children. Because it's a warfare. You pray for your child. There was one child who came back home. Did he understand the child was getting sick? Not knowing that the teacher was sodomizing the child every single day at school and told him that he shouldn't tell anybody. He gives the child a toffee. This is not normal. There are powers at work. I'm telling you. Don't wait for your husband to change. Don't wait for your wife to change. Don't wait for your siblings to change. Don't wait for your mother, your father to change. Pray for them. That is what the devil does not want us to pray. Do you know what happens in the spirit when you put someone in your prayer topic doing fasting? You have no idea. You have no idea. What the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. Because we all normally see things happen physically. Three days to someone's wedding, all of a sudden, there was a fight that broke forth. Simple fight. The man said, give me all my things. The ones I've bought. The wedding is over. You think it's normal? Someone's wedding day, before they were about to close, a carpet grass, a snake came out of the carpet grass, beat the man. The man died. They couldn't find the snake. So we are living in a spiritual world. And the spirit world dominates the physical world. Please notice the spirit realm dominates the physical realm. So we need to understand that we are all spiritual beings whether you acknowledge it or not. And if you don't develop yourself spiritually, you become a victim. 
Don't say I'm a student. I don't need fasting yet. When I become a parent, I'll learn how to fast. You are, you are lying to yourself. Their students, anytime it's three days to exams, that's when they get sick. They will fall sick. They can't write their exams. When the, when the paper is over, then they are restored. You think it's normal? There are strange things that are happening. And if you are a believer, whether you are 17 or 18, whether you are 20 or 25, the devil does not give a damn about your life. If the devil hunted Jesus when he was a baby, how much more you? Oh, you don't know this. That is how come you can't joke with the life of prayer and fasting. You can't joke. You can't afford to joke with your prayer life and with your fasting life. Because everything about your life hangs on it. Everything hangs on it. Praise God. In Ephesians, in 1 Thessalonians 2, the verse 18, the apostle Paul, he says something that shocked me. He says, wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again. So that means he tried once and tried again. He says, but who hindered us? Satan. Satan. He hindered us. No, we need to understand this reality. You know, there are people who, who, who take revelation to the extreme. They take revelation to the extreme. There are people who believe in a new creation reality to the extent that they, they now don't believe in demons again. Maybe you have not seen something before. But I have seen things. And I was almost carried away with new creation reality and I said, oh, these things don't exist. And I, rem- I just realized that even Pastor Chris, who taught it, now teaches on these practical aspects of uh, the dark world. He's teaching it more now. Because believers must be on the alert so that they don't take anything for granted in their lives. How? There was one guy who called me and told me, Prof, I'm at the hospital now. I said, what is wrong with you? He said, my stomach, all of a sudden, they want to perform a surgery because they said there's something, they can't find it. And I said, take water, let me bless it. So I blessed it on phone. When I blessed it on the phone, he drank it. I didn't hear from him again. The next morning at uh, 6 to 8 a.m., this guy called me. He said, man of God, I've been discharged. I said, praise God. He said, you won't believe what happened. I said, what happened? He said, man of God, after I drank that water, you breathe up. Ten minutes later, I felt like vomiting. When I went to the sink and I vomited, I vomited four slices of uncooked cocoa yam with herb sticks with red thread in the vomit. I said, have you eaten cocoa yam? He said, for the past three years. I've not even eaten cocoa yam, left alone uncooked. It is only Satan that can plant uncooked cocoa yam in the stomachs of people without them eating it. And this one was the real cause. But the doctors were going to perform a surgery. And this guy was just going to die free of charge. I went uh, out with my wife the other time. That was about some years ago. And then the waitress were in the car because we wanted to place an order. And we were trying to call the waitress as she had a drink to me. We were calling and she didn't hear. So somebody went to call her. She came and said, I'm sorry, I can't hear from my right ear. I said, ah, good job. I have somebody to pray for today. So I said, put your hands on your ears when she was done serving us. I said, I command your ears to pop open now in the name of Jesus. And I said, go. Take my number. You're going to have a testimony. I was at home 6 a.m. She called. He said, pastor, you won't believe it. My ears are open. 
I said, wow, glory to God. He's a pastor. I had a dream. Before, she, before the ears got locked, she had a dream that an old lady spat into her ears. And when she woke up, she couldn't hear. She, she couldn't hear again. Is this normal? So, after the prayer, she called that when she woke up the next morning, dark water, black water like gutter, you know, this gutter water, came out of her ears, plenty on the bed. Smelly. It came out of the ears. It began with a spit. It became gutter water. Since that time, her ears popped open. Guys, you can't afford to joke with your life. And this girl walked for more than five years with it. Meanwhile, an old lady's saliva is inside her. I dealt with one case where a lady had a dream a snake bit her spiritually. When she woke up, the mark was still there on the body. Physically appeared. There was a lady also who had a dream. She was hit by something in a dream. When she woke up, the mark was there. And the pastor prayed for her. Immediately she was free. The mark disappeared instantly. Why am I sharing this? I want you to understand that things happen. And if you are going to do ministry, which everyone here is going to do, whether you like it or not, if you become a father, you are in ministry. If you become a, if you become a mother, you are into ministry because your first church is your children. So everybody here, whether you like it or not, you, you'll be in the ministry. I lay hands on my son when I'm praying at dawn. I lay hands on my wife when I'm praying I'm done. It's a ministry. I'm telling you. You don't underestimate anything. I was praying one done around one o'clock when I received a phone call. Of Prophet Emmanuel was around. One of the members, he's, not, he's no longer here. He called the guy who was paralyzed. He couldn't walk. And they called me. So, I said, put your hands there. <laughs> I said, bless water. I bless water for him. The guy drank it. He said, daddy, and call. And I said, put your hands there. I decreed and declared. He said, daddy, and call. And I started speaking in tongues for like five minutes. Rakataka, 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 akwatiatia. You know, that, was, that's, that one is my international tongue. Say, if nothing is working, I quite here will work. <laughs> Praise God. And when I finish the international tongue, the guy said, Daddy, a sacra. <laughs> she said, I need you, Hey. I said, Prophet, you since you are there physically, maybe because I'm not there physically, handle it. The master could not handle it. I'm not one the apprentice. The apprentice called later. I said, Papa, where did they give you an echo hospital? I said, Funny coin. Funny coin. Why? The guy was shouting, mm, mm, Daddy, me woo. Daddy, me woo. So I went into prayer on their way to the hospital. I said, What is happening here? So I was speaking in tongues. Immediately, word of knowledge dropped. The Lord said he went to his hometown and he went to do a show in his hometown. 
You know, he has been selling on the street and he, he received some small money from the street. And he went to the family, was dashing money. They said, Oh, yeah, Waba. Akwaba. Akwaba. And part of the money that he gave out, the, the person took 20 pesos coin, placed it in a bottle, and cursed the guy. So when he came to Accra, he was paralyzed. And the guy was going to die eventually. Prophet Imamu attest, whilst they were going, his legs were bending, literally. It was bending. You don't know this thing. It was bending like... He would have never been able to walk. I said, God, what should I do? And the Lord said, you also take a coin, take the communion bottle there, place it on the ground, stand in as your pastor. And I was saying, that, God, this looks like Old Testament. I don't do Old Testament things here. You don't know this thing. (laughs) You don't know this thing. Also, we understood that Jesus spat on the ground and used it to open someone's eye. Did you see him doing it again? You see, sometimes God can lead you to do certain things, but that should not become the order of the day. I took his step on the money, and I said, I stand as a shepherd, and as his pastor, and I declare that whoever did this, I break that power over his life, in Jesus' name. And I stopped praying. Five minutes later, on the way, the guy was healed. And prophet called, he said, Papa, all of a sudden, the guy is walking. This is strange. I said I stand as a shepherd and as his pastor. Oh, that means when a pastor prays for his church members, it works. But I said, Aquatiatia. But when word of knowledge came, it made a difference. So imagine you don't fast and pray. How will you even get the sensitivity to know the issues that are going on in the spirit? You see, when you have words of knowledge, part of the problems have been solved. Am I teaching good here? So you need to fall in, see, fall in love with fasting. There are some medicines you don't like taking, but that's the only way you can be healed. Do you have an option? See, you don't have an option than to fall in love with fasting. In all thy falling, fall for fasting. <laughs> Praise God. There are some of you who are not married yet. You have to start praying for your future husband with fasting. Start praying for your fiancé with fasting. Don't look at me as if... <laughs> Start praying for your children in fasting. Because the whole family beats you. So you pray that this child is going to be a unique child. You didn't understand this thing. And you start prophesying on him. He has the wisdom of God. He will never die before his time. He will take the cake of the class. He's the head and not the tail. This 
not the time to joke. I'm telling you, that's the long and short. Am I helping somebody? Last week, I had to do an emergency program. Whilst I was extremely weak. But unfortunately, they had done the posters. I forgot to tell them I was on the fast. So I had to one night because they've done posters and everything. They've advertised it was quite a very wonderful program. So I went to the program. When I was done, I was in the office and then they brought one lady. She has a sensitive position in um, Ghana, which I can't disclose. But behind that position, she's going through demonic affliction. The moment she entered and she sat down, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw a python that had caught her neck. And the python had opened the mouth with many rings. Talking of wedding rings in the mouth of the python. Then I came out of the vision. So I was watching her like this. So when she sat down, she did not need to talk. I said, Mommy, there's a problem. I saw a python on your neck with wedding rings in the mouth. See, the lady started weeping. He said, Pastor, since I was in SS, every dream I have, I see pythons. To an extent, oh my goodness, guys, don't joke. To an extent that when she was in SS, there was one time she woke up and took a pillow. There was a python under her pillow, physically. And she ran from the room. She went to call the boys. And they said, how can a python appear? Left alone to appear under your pillow. They said, she's lying. She's lying. When they took the python, when they took the pillow off, the python was not there. He said, ah! The python was here. He said, you are a joke. You are joking. Later, when she came back, when she took it, the python was there. So for the second time, when they went to call the people, before they saw the python, then they killed the python from SS. Physically. At that time, the anointing at which I was working with, I knew this lady is free. And I said, rise up on your feet. And I looked at her face. I said, look into my eyes. I said, in the name of Jesus, you that foul spirit, leave her neck and set her free. Boom! She was on the floor. She started behaving like, you understand? <laughs> I spoke twice. Come out of her. Come out of her. I didn't talk again. She was just moving like that. As if she was vomiting. Vroom, she was free. I literally saw a dark substance lift up her, lift from her like that, like a bed, and flew away. These things are not jokes. Maybe the family you come from, you know, the demons are civilized. <laughs> so they don't create problems in the family. The demons only make people rich, but they die early. So yours, you don't see because there's wealth. Ah, <laughs> I'm teaching good here. So the demons, all of them have been to the university. So these guys can speak good English. So even when you are casting them out, because of the educational level, you said, oh, please, now I'll go on my own, please. I'll go on my own account. <laughs> the demons slay and go. But if you meet the ones that, that are uncivilized, and you say, come on, I say, me, me, and then, 
Miller, Miller, Miller. If you find a demon, say Miller, Miller. That's 24 hour demon you are dealing with. When he says Miller, Miller, Miller. Any kind of fancy buffer. Ah, you don't understand this thing. So the lady, fair lady with spiracles. But her chain is a python. The truth of the matter is that if you have a consistent prayer and fasting life, we don't need to deal with all these things. I'm telling you the truth. Because the light in you cannot be stood. It cannot be withstood. The light in you is so glorious that we don't work too much. And this is where we are bringing a church like LGCC. Where everybody individually is powerful. A new person joins and is manifesting. I don't need to do the job. And all shall say, come out! The demon is gone. It's a pastor. You don't need to come to your soul. Pastor, to your soul, you don't need to come to the back. We've dealt with it. Ah! Praise God. But it's real. And you've got to learn how to fast and pray. Am I helping somebody? Surprisingly, Jesus never performed a single miracle. Please let this really sink. Jesus never performed a single miracle until after 40 days and 40 nights fasting and prayer. Not a single. He never preached a single message. Please, just think about it. He never preached a single message. He never worked a single miracle. He never casted out a single demon until after 40 days and 40 nights. You can doubt it, but it's clear in the scriptures. Jesus was full of the spirit in Luke chapter 4, the verse 1. You're going to see it. And I got to know a certain difference that you should also know. The Bible says Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. In, in Luke chapter 3, Jesus was filled with the spirit. So it was confirmed that Jesus being what? Full of the Holy Ghost returned to Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Look at the next verse. He says, being 40 days tempted of the devil, in those days he did eat nothing, and when he was done, afterward he hungered. So this was the 40 days fast. Look at uh, the verse 14. In verse 1, he was full of what? The Holy Ghost. Look at the verse 14, after the 40 days fasting. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. So it's one thing to be full of the Holy Ghost. It's one thing to go in the power of the Holy Ghost. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. So every believer that has received the Holy Ghost has the fullness of the Spirit. But it's a price to pay to walk in the power of the Spirit. And Jesus did not bypass this principle. And if Jesus did not bypass this principle, you will not. You will not. Fasting and prayer is a price every believer must pay. They came to the disciples of Jesus, uh, to Jesus, and they said, Why is it that the disciples of John the Baptist are fasting? And all of them, they have their faces are looking like this. And only you, your disciples, including you, you are eating. And Jesus said, As long as the groom is with the 
his friends. There's, there's no need to fast. That means as long as Jesus was present, his anointing covered them. That's why Jesus can send them and say, go and cast out demons. They'll go and it's working for them. He says, but when the bridegroom is taken away, Mark 9, he says, when he's taken away, he says, then they will fast. Is the bridegroom here? He's taken away. Then they will fast. In the book of Acts, all the apostles started fasting. All of them. All of them started fasting. To an extent that Apostle Paul says, in fastings, and let me shock you with this. Look, I was reading Luke and I was shocked at what shocked me. Look, after Jesus, the Bible says in the verse 14, that and there went out a fame of him throughout all the, the, the region. I learned a lesson here. If you have started a new business, it is fasting and prayer that will spread your fame. Because there are thousands of people doing that same business. Haven't you seen that there can be four Momo joints around and they'll be coming to only one person don't come to the other? Our life is spiritual. There, you know, during the fast, sometimes I go out to go and get coconut. There's a coconut seller who is closer by. I just can't identify with the guy. Because the first time I went there, I just didn't like how he treated me. So I drive farther to another place to go and buy it. Because the man knows how to relate. And the fame of him spread throughout. So fame is, it, it does not come by social media presence. Oh, I'm telling you. You can have 3,000, 4,000 likes on your product and nobody will buy it. And there are people who have two likes, yet they have customers every single day. My wife doesn't have many likes on Facebook, but the kind of clients that text her through social media, it will shock you. Because she, whether she fasts or not, the husband is fasting for her. So I said, baby, you have to bring, you have to start bringing uh, part of your tithe to me so that. So sometimes she would bring me a seed and I said, kneel down. And I released it upon her. I said, go and prosper. Ah, you don't know this thing. Uh, there are some of you, after my fast, you have to come with a seed. Because I said, I've re- I have received something in the spirit. Let me release something on you. I have come on my side. Now, let's go back. Let me finish. Oh, why is the time moving so fast like that? Eh? Come on, shout. Ikwando. <laughs> look. Look at um, the verse 17. Jesus went to the synagogue and then he took the scroll. That's the Old Testament. And then he started reading. He says, and there was delivered unto him a book of the prophet um, Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Look. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the poor. You can underline the word heal. If you are using your phone, take a stone and scratch it. To Number three, preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Look at the verse 20. And he closed the book 
and gave it to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of them that sat were fasting on him. Look at verse 21. This will shock you. I'm sure many of you have not seen this. The Spirit of God showed it to me. He says, and he began to say to them, which day? This day is this scripture fulfilled in your? Let me ask you a question. It was after what did Jesus quote this scripture? After fasting. Then Jesus quoted Isaiah. Then he said, this day, after my fast, is this fulfilled in your ears? What is fulfilled? Number one, he said, anointing. He has anointed me. So after the fast, he was anointed. Number two, preaching. Number three, healing. Number four, deliverance. Number five, revelation. Number six, setting people free. Let me repeat that again. Jesus quoted six things after fasting, which was prophesied about him. Yet he had to pay the price for it. The first one was the anointing. I thought his name itself was Christ. Christ means the anointed one. Yet the anointed one had to become anointed. So number one was anointing. Number two, preaching. Number three, healing. Number four, deliverance. I'm trying to deduce all the things he said. Number five, revelation. And number six, setting people free. These are all tied to prayer and fasting. It was after Jesus fasted 40 days that he said it is fulfilled. So when Jesus was done fasting, he knew it is fulfilled. Anytime you begin fasting, you should know that these same things will be fulfilled in your life. And guess what? Without, the, without fasting and prayer, you can do all these things. But guess what? It will be on a low capacity. That's the only challenge. You can still preach. You can still preach. But all will be on a low budget. On a low propensity. But if you want to flow in these things in higher dimensions, you do as Jesus did. Am I helping somebody? You do as who? Jesus did. Amazingly, the first thing, the first thing Apostle Paul did when he got converted, Acts chapter 9, verse 9, was that he fasted three days dry. The apostle of grace. The one every grace preacher quotes from. And he was three days without sight. Neither did eat or drink. Look at the verse 11. Ananas came to him and he saw him doing something. And the Lord said unto Ananas, Arise, go into the street which is called straight. And inquire of the house of Judas, one of the saw, uh, one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed. So the first thing Apostle Paul did when he became born again was what? Fasting and prayer. And guess what? In Acts chapter 6, the verse 5, he said, no minister, no minister, no minister can have a criteria without fasting. It's a shock. Six, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, the verse 5. Look. He says, look at the verse 4 first. But in all things, approving ourselves. How is a minister approved? Approving ourselves as the ministers of God. Number one in what? So if you, if you are a minister, one of the things that should be identified with you is what? Patience. In affliction. Every minister must go through his own affliction. In necessity. There must be a time where you must have need. If you are a minister, you don't go through this tough time. You cannot be called a minister. Then he says in what? Distresses. So are you seeing that this is part of ministry? 
There is no man of God who just rose up. There's no minister, whether song going, who never rose up without going through this race. Because it's part of the process for God to toughen you for the work ahead. Look at the next verse. He said, in stripes, people will hook you. People will say bad things about you. In, in, in what? Have you even been to prison before? In what? Tumults. In labors. You, you see, that's why when we are putting church workers through small drill, when I see some people's faces have changed, then I just laugh. In what? Labors, not labor. In, you don't know the word watching means to be awake. That means all night. It means to be awake. You must have your personal watch night if you are a minister. If you are a church worker, you are a minister. If you are a believer one way, one way or the other and you are doing the work of the Lord, it's ministry. He says you must do watchings. You must do your personal watch night. I'm telling you this thing. If you want to flow in power, then the last one in fastings. You cannot be an approved minister without fasting and prayer. I'm telling you the truth. Second Corinthians eleven twenty seven. Apostle Paul said, "In weariness, in painfulness, in watchings." He's, he repeated again. In hunger and thirst, often. In fastings, please, in fastings, in fastings, in fastings. He didn't say in fasting. That means Paul did all the kinds of fasts. Absolute fast, partial fast, normal fast. He did all those types. In fastings, often. So fastings was part of Paul's ministry. The apostle of grace. So any grace preacher who does not believe in fasting, I have a problem with your grace. Your grace is graceless. Because no matter how you preach the liberty of people, see, the gospel is so sensitive that Apostle Paul, who gave us the code of the gospel, said that pray for me, that boldness and utterance should be given to me, that I may declare even as I ought to. Have you thought of it? The one who unveiled it said, pray for me so that I can declare it as I ought to. That means you can declare the message and how the people who understand it is different. You don't know this thing. There was one lady who started masturbating because she heard a grace preacher saying that your past, present, future sins have been forgiven. So it doesn't matter what you do. When the lady heard it, she said, oh, really? That means the masturbating, the masturbation is approved by God. And started masturbating. She texted me on social media. And she said she has few months to the wedding. And she has that problem. She doesn't know how to break out. And I told you, first of all, how you heard the gospel was not right. And I began to teach her. All over again, she was, she was disoriented with the message of grace. And I realized that if you don't know how to teach the gospel very well, you may raise a crop of people, you place them into bondage. Oh, you don't know this thing. There, there are a lot of damage controls I have to do on social media now. Because some people handle the gospel differently. So even to preach, it takes prayer. I prepare my notes on my knees. So that I say things 
exactly how I'm supposed to say them. Ah, God bless you. I wish I could finish, but I couldn't finish. We shouldn't always try to finish our messages. <laughs>